one of the letters that Paul has written, the epistles of Paul, uh, one epistle that I really love to read again and again and be encouraged is a beautiful epistle. Um, Paul writes this epistle sitting uh, in a prison. He writes it from the prison. And uh, he writes to the church and uh, for all that the church has done to Paul, all that the church has given to Paul, and he writes a small thank you note, and that is the letter to the Philippians. So shall we uh, turn to Philippians this evening? And uh, this is a small letter uh, containing of four chapters. Uh, You see, in the entire letter, in, in, in the entire epistle, uh, Paul appreciates the church, Paul thanks the church, Paul uh, instructs the church and uh, finally he blesses the church. So I would leave, uh, you know, talking about uh, thanking, uh, about the other parts, but there are some instructions given to the church. Every time I look at them, you know, I am encouraged. My church is encouraged. Uh, I believe that this evening, even as we look into few things, very few things, let me say three or four things, uh, instructions that Paul has written to the church, I believe uh, those instructions are even uh, now being applied to many churches. It is very useful to us. Uh, so even as we look at this um, letter that Paul has written uh, to the Philippians, uh, it always shows uh, how people should live in a godly way, how the church should live in a godly way. So let me first <clears throat> uh, uh, go to the very first point, Philippians chapter 4, verses 4. We all know this and we have a beautiful chorus that we sing every day almost. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Uh, let me ask you a question. Where is Paul writing this letter from? Prison or palace? He's not uh, writing this letter f- sitting in a palace. He's not writing this letter sitting in a wonderful hotel. He is in a prison. He is in a prison in Rome. In those days, uh, prisons are not so good. Uh, in one book that I've read, you know, the prisoners are put in the dark. Uh, they're not exposed to sunlight. Um, if the prison has to come out, you know, he is actually chained to another soldier. So wherever the prison had to go, the soldier followed him. That was quite rude to such prisoners. And Paul was in the dark. Paul was chained. Uh, Paul was not in a good condition. But still, he writes this letter to Philippians. Uh, He says in verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. There was, um, there is in fact, uh, a lady that I know in India. Her name is Joy C. Joy C. Which means, you know, to be happy. But she's never happy. Her name appears to be so good. She says, Joycey. 
but she's always cribbing about something. <laughs> Most of us, when we read this, rejoice in the Lord, we forget the part being in the Lord. We just take rejoice, rejoicing, rejoicing. Most of us think or we feel uh, rejoicing or being happy, being joyful is not when you have all things arranged well. It's not when circumstances are good. It is not that when you have enough money in your pocket that you are happy. Even if you don't have anything, you still get to rejoice. That is when you are with the Lord. When you are in the Lord. That's why he says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say, rejoice. Rejoicing in the Lord. Rejoicing in the Lord. Uh, there was there is a minor prophet that uh, we will just look into. Uh, let's turn to Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter three. Habakkuk chapter three, verses seventeen. He says, "Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail." And the field shall yield no meat. The flock shall not shall be cut off from the fold. And there shall be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. No matter what I have. No matter what I do not have. I will still rejoice in the Lord. What a great statement. And what a great instruction. This evening, even as we look into this uh, little letter that Paul has written to Philippians, let's all be encouraged to be rejoicing in the Lord always. It is not sometimes, it is always. So, uh, how do I, you know, uh, rejoice in the Lord? I looked at my father when he was admitted in the hospital. Uh, he was in his last stages uh, he was in the ICU, intensive care unit, and the doctor said, uh, sir, you need to take him home because uh, we have no hopes that he will live for a long time. They have they've given him, you know, 48 hours to live. So I went to my dad. He was on this bypath, uh, if you all know it, uh, because he had, he, he was not able to breathe. They put him on a bypath which allows him to breathe. And uh, I went to my father, I stood by him, I was praying, I looked at him and he looked at me and he smiled at me. I was wondering, why, why do you have to smile at me dad, you know, your situation is not good, you don't smile at me, we are praying, don't, don't, don't uh, uh, you know, he says, <clears throat> I'm going to be with the Lord. That was the last thing that I could hear my, from my father. What a man of God. And he said, I'm going to be with the Lord. And he smiled at me. He, was re he rejoiced even, you know, uh, when the harsh realities of life come across. This evening, let's be encouraged with this word, rejoice in the Lord. After my dad passed away, I opened my Bible and I saw this verse, 
Psalm 34 verse 18 it says the Lord is nearer to the broken heart and that might want to make you know me rejoice in the Lord Psalm 118:1 says God is good and that might want us to rejoice in the Lord His mercies are new every morning that might want us to rejoice in the Lord He has plans to prosper us and not to harm us that might want us to rejoice in the Lord There are many reasons that we all can rejoice in the Lord Without the Lord there is joy but it is very temporary you might find joy in relationships you might find joy in something else in this world that that it offers but in the lord we rejoice always so the very first thing that we as christians and especially fellowship baptist we learn to rejoice in the lord always and not just sometimes the second thing uh even as he writes this chapter 4 um uh, he requests two women to be of one mind that is eudias and syntike i do not know how paul came to know about their problem in this church there were two women probably uh, epaphroditus who was the church member he went to paul he was with the paul. he was with paul in chapter 2 you read that he was with paul probably he told see paul uh eudias and syntike you know they had some disagreements they're not together that they're, they're not talking to each other you know they have this cold war and he mentions with names even as paul is writing this letter he mentions with names i beseech chapter 4 verse 2 i beseech eudias and beseech syntike that they be of the same mind in the lord it is very important in the church in the family that we resolve our problems and be of one mind maybe when you know epaphroditus took the letter back to philippian church and probably he was reading that letter to the entire church i want you to imagine okay even as epaphroditus was reading out loudly what paul has written to the church and probably he came to this verse when he said i beseech eudias and beseech syntike probably eudias was sitting at this end and syntike syntike was sitting that end probably they both must have seen each other oh this man is mentioning our names they must have felt embarrassed but paul brought it to their notice and asked them to be of one mind it is very important dear brothers and sisters even as we live in this temporary world that we need to be of same mind if we are in the ministry in the church there are many churches in india that i've seen uh, i've seen one church and i was just asking uh, since how long have you been they said you know we actually came out of that church <laughs> the other church they split 
this church split from from another church why because they were not of one mind it could be two women it could be two sisters two brothers it could be wife and husband whoever it is if you are not of one mind you know this is an instruction probably this is an encouragement even as we read that we have to be of one mind sometimes our opinions do not match sometimes even as you know we bring out we talk about one decision we say pastor let's not do this but let's do that but pastor i'm not talking about pastor tony but uh, in india myself <laughs> sometimes our church elders after my father passed away it was very difficult for the church elders to take me as the young pastor because they have seen me grown up and they were like you you are a pastor <laughs> you going to shepherd our church you know that was little discouraging but then god encouraged me through his word do not say that you are a boy he says to jeremiah so there would be many dis- disagreements even as we make decisions but even as we take the ministry forward even as we uh, take this gospel into this world it is as christians that we be of the same mind be of one mind one mindedness not double mindedness so th- the second thing that we need to learn here being of one mind sometimes uh, after disagreements we tend to build this kind of um, uh revenge or probably hatred towards each other that 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 guy that church elder that deacon did not listen to me so why should i even talk to him let me be on the other side and let him be on the other side but we will still worship together in the same church conflicts might come but you need to resolve it we have to resolve it and be of the same mind and uh, the third thing that we learn here i would skip on few verses and we come down to verse 11 it says not that i speak in respect of want for i have learned look at this for i have learned in whatsoever state i am therewith to be content many times preachers in india are teaching people to ask god for more blessings you ask he will give you you ask he will give you god might not give us what we desire but he gives us what we need and most of us keep praying lord i need more and when god gives that's it that's it that's all i got <laughs> look at that fellow you've given him so much you've not given me much being content being content is what we learn godly content is great gain and this evening even as we look into this a little letter that we have reading three things number 1 to rejoice in the lord always two to be of one mind to be of the same mind three learning to be content being content 
is to learn we need to learn it's not just we we don't get it at once we have to learn every day we have to learn every day the more content we are the more patient we are if you are not content you know you will not be so patient the more content you are the more thankful you are if you keep you know uh, saying god why why didn't you give me that and this humble people don't grumble some people say <laughs> if you're humble enough and thankful enough you will not grumble on god it's a lot thank you for whatever you have given to me so being content is what we learn paul says i have learned now he's showing us uh, a way to do it and he says i have learned to be content and you also be content with what you have three things rejoice in the lord be of one mind and learn to be content and there is finally he says in verse 23 the grace of our lord jesus christ be with you all be with you all god is with us how many of us believe this he never leaves us there i would like to share a story that happened this is a real story that happened back in india um there was a muslim family and uh, they made friends with a christian family uh the muslim family lived in one block and after two blocks there was this christian family so <clears throat> one young girl from the muslim family uh she liked this uh, pastor very much she liked this christian family very much and she often went and visited them and somehow she came to know christ she loved jesus and she told the pastor pastor <clears throat> i love christ i'm accepting him as my savior what do i do because my family is muslim in our country muslims are very strict on their religion they go to an extent to even kill you if you change your religion now <clears throat> the pastor said don't worry god is with you god will be with you and uh, you know she goes back home and the muslim family her parents and her brothers two brothers they come to know that this girl has accepted jesus as her personal savior and um, they did not allow her to step inside the house they said <clears throat> you leave the house and give whatever you have here and leave the house so she said papa dad i do not have anything where do i go i do not have anybody close by where do i go they said see <clears throat> we don't want you in, in in the house anymore leave the house and their brothers were so cruel they tore her clothes and they held her you know hair and then pushed her outside the gate they tore her clothes literally and she was almost naked she was standing outside the gate this happened in india she was standing outside the gate with no clothes and this was in the night and she didn't know what to do and uh, all all that she was thinking 
was to go to the pastor's family, pastor's house. But then it was two blocks away. And she could not run or go, uh, you know, because she was almost naked. But she <clears throat> got reminded of what pastor said. God is with you. God is with you. So with that verse, she was encouraged and she, she started to slowly walk in the same street. She was walking pretty quickly. And then she went, knocked down, knocked the pastor's house, uh, pastor's wife. She comes in, she opens the door and she was, she got shocked to looking at that woman and she takes her inside. And uh, the, the young lady tells the story what the parents and the brothers did to her. And uh, <clears throat> this pastor was a little curious because he saw the girl come in that situation without any clothes on her. So this pastor thought he would go into the streets and see if somebody might have seen her this way coming inside the house. And he slowly walks into the street. There were, there were a couple of street lights and there were young men standing there. There were young men standing there. And this uh, pastor got so uh, frightened and he thought uh, he would go and talk to them. He went to the young men and he said, uh, uh, excuse me, did you see any women coming this way? And uh, they were like, uh, a woman or a woman and a man? And then the pastor said, only the woman. Then uh, they said, no, no, there was one woman who came this way, who was wearing white clothes with a man walking beside her. Isn't that amazing? It was the same woman. These people saw her with clothes, white clothes, and with a man walking beside her. And this pastor was so shocked and he came back and he said, he shared the same thing to the woman, to the young lady. And today that young lady, she is with the help of God, transforming many lives for Christ. She's standing as a witness. And this is the proof that God is with us. God is with us. And this is uh, an encouragement to every one of us this evening that... <clears throat> To know the fact that God is with every one of you. Every one of you who is sitting here. All that we need to do, three things. Rejoice in the Lord. Not rejoicing with what you have. But rejoicing in the Lord. Even if you have things, even if you have money or no. Rejoice in the Lord. Second thing, be of one mind. Be of one mind. And thirdly, let's learn to be content. Be happy with what we have. Let's not grumble. Jesus was so humble uh, in Philippians chapter 2, uh, verse 5. It says, <clears throat> let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. What kind of mind? What kind of mind? And you can read the entire chapter from verse uh, 2 onwards. Jesus emptied himself he was so humble if you and I can learn to be humble we will never grumble we will never say Lord I did not have that I did not have this God will give 
but we need to learn to be in content so three things three words that that can encourage us and one assurance that god is with us if god was with paul if god was with moses and god is with us in india god is with you in america and wherever you are so we want to thank god uh for all that he's been doing back in india and also here in this wonderful church and we want to praise god for all his mercies that are new every morning the very fact that uh, every time i read this verse his mercies are new every morning it doesn't mean that you know <clears throat> he he has one mercy today and he does not repeat that mercy again it is always new every morning so we can count on that we can uh be so assured that god and his mercies are so new every morning he is with us and we need to rejoice in the lord without the lord the, the rejoicing is temporary but with the lord with the lord we need to rejoice always